0: Welcome to talk tennis a little bit of a blast from the past for me today's guest and I go way back. He was a number one ranked SoCal junior player who went on to be an NCAA champion on an undefeated team at the University of Illinois was also ranked number one in NCAA singles. He played on the pro tour and went on to win 15 plus titles in singles and doubles also had world team tennis wins over Pete Sampras and Pat Rafter. Yes, I'd be flexing that too. He started his coaching career in 2008 and has since coached some of the best programs in the country, including at the Darling Tennis Center in Las Vegas and several USTA programs. He's currently a head tennis U.S. scout, the director of high-performance tennis at the Darling Tennis Center, part of the USTA player development team. Welcome to Talk Tennis, Brian Wilson. How's it going?
1: Awesome, Michelle. Great to see you. Thanks for that fantastic intro. Checks in the mail.
0: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and fun fact, Brian and I were at Wild Tennis Academy together way, way, way back. back Absolutely,
1: then. I think we, we were a part of uh, one of the first graduating classes. And it, how many was in that class? We had five people. Yeah, graduate.
0: it was not very many.
1: <laughs> it was it was pretty special. Yeah, we had a uh, we had a lot a lot of fun time, worked really hard there in Ojai. And and uh, shout out to Mark Weil who's done an amazing job there with uh, with with his academy.
0: For sure. I don't know if you've been able to go back recently, but it's developed a lot since we were there.
1: (laughs) I haven't. You know, I was I was in Ohio, but I didn't make it there. Uh, But I did see Mark. He came to the Darling Center to play some nationals and he was uh, as feisty as ever, I think, in in the men's men's 60s. So it was good to see him.
0: That's so cool. And then like one of my fondest memories, obviously, like we have so many memories from Wild, while, but I just always remember we had like timed miles and like no one could finish behind Brian. And it was like you <laughs> at one point, I think it was like a rainy day. So of course we were doing the run and like, I remember you just like pushing us along and I'm like, dang it. So oh man,
1: that, that, <laughs> that was a long, I think that was uh, one of the memories I suppressed because I, I didn't really like long distance running.
0: Oh my god! But like, I don't know about you. When I was younger, I hated it, and now I like do it for fun. It's a little weird and twisted.
1: <laughs> well, well, now I definitely don't do that for fun. But uh, but yeah, I mean, we in, in college at Illinois um, under Craig Tiley, we we used to have to do the mile and a half, and and it was uh, it was one of those things where everyone had to finish under a certain time, or everyone did it again. Yeah. So it was, you know, obviously a a, a great uh, team bonding thing that, that, you know, he did, he, him and Bruce did a great job of putting those together, but it was early Saturday morning. So those I remember, those were definitely some, some nightmares. PTSD.
0: <laughs> yeah. What was the time that you had to finish it under? I don't
1: know, but it was, it was really fast. I mean, yeah. we were, we were zooming. I mean, it was, uh, I don't know if it was eight and a half or nine, but, uh, but it was, it was def- definitely a time that I could not do today.
0: Yeah, same. I know. I know. Well, here we are now. We're all grown up and we're still in the tennis industry. So obviously tennis is a huge passion for both of us. And where do you want to start with what you, what you've been up to, what you're doing now with your career, all of the above?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd love to start and talk about the club here. Um, Yeah. Darling Tennis Center. Um, I've been here. uh, I stopped playing professionally in 2008. Uh, played for about five years on tour, and uh, and came here, started coaching right away, um, and uh, you know we had some incredible programs. We were one of the first regional training centers, and uh, and so that happened, I think, around 2010. Uh, and so that was that was incredible being part of that, uh, hosting camps, and and you know being around such amazing coaches. Um, you know, being with Martin Blackman, Jose Aguirre, Kent Kinnear um, Andy Brandy, you know, all these amazing coaches would come in. I was able to learn from early in my career. So, uh, you know, darling that, you know, I, I was up in Seattle for six years at Northwest high performance with Dan Wilman and Michael Calkins. Um, and that was awesome. Learned a lot there. We had a great program, but it's just fun to be back here at the club. Uh, it's a very unique environment here in Las Vegas. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great place to live. You know, it's really hot. We have great weather, So you can play a lot of tennis, but, uh, but the club here is, is great. We've got 24 courts, you know, all championship lit courts. We've got a stadium court where, um, I played the tennis channel open and that was, that was, uh, you know, one of the reasons they made this, this club was to host events. And so we host a lot of junior national events. Um, so it's really exciting. It's exciting to, to not only coach, but, uh, now I'm getting into more event management and, uh, being a tournament director. So last year I was, I was thankful enough to become a, a term director for Oracle. So ran an event for them at 25,000 uh, men's and women's. That was amazing. Great experience. Um, currently we're running two men's 25 K UTR pro series events.
0: Nice.
1: And so it's been amazing to, to work with um, UTR and Stephen Armitage and their team, you know, and they're so supportive of, of growth in the tennis world. So yeah, you know, it's just been neat to see the trajectory of the club and, and how, tennis is growing. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I mean, all over the world, but you know, I see it firsthand on a daily basis and it's, it's very exciting.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then there's a couple of things from what you just mentioned that I'd love to dig into, but our listeners love all things tennis, but sometimes it's hard to explain to them the kind of the differences between the tennis that they're watching on TV and maybe these smaller UTR events. As a coach, you've obviously been on both sides now as a player and now a coach. You've been at been coaching several for many many years now um, again I'm calling us old uh, what do you see the progression from top junior top collegiate player how then when they break into the pros how does it go from there I'm constantly yeah. trying to explain like the ITF circuit to players um, that right. just kind of play USTA level so
1: yeah great qu- great question um, you know and I I guess I'll, I'll go back a little bit for me it was pretty easy to make the transition to the pros. Um, I started in the satellites, um, which was a four week tournament. And if you did well in the first three weeks, you got to the fourth, but, uh, but a while back they had satellites and I used to play qualifying when I was at wild. Mm-hmm. So we'd go down and play in, um, you know, in Claremont or Costa Mesa. And so that would you know be the lowest level of pro tennis that was gotten rid of. Now it's, it's futures, uh, futures, 15,000, uh, was the lowest. There's not many left of those. They're trying to bump it up to twenty five thousand so the players can make a little bit of money. Yeah. Um, And then so, you know, and then after that, you go to challengers and the challengers are now 60,000, 80,000, 100,000 and up. So where does UTR fit in? Obviously, UTR has filled the void with um, not a lot of competitive tennis being able to play uh, professional tennis uh, being played during covid. So they've stepped up. I think they've put up around three point five million dollars. Um, over the next couple of years uh, for men and women. And the great thing about these tournaments, Michelle, these, this pro series is that it's a uh, round robin. So, you know, a lot of times you go to pro tennis and it's it's one and done. Mm-hmm. There's no backdraw in any pro tennis tournament, right? Any ATP, WTA, right. ITF. So that I think is critical to these players getting better um, and then being able to see if if they can make it. Uh, you know, if you come to UTR pro series and you're, you know, you're 0-4, you know, a couple of times you may want to rethink things, you know, it's um, it's not cheap going out there and playing. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was on the tour for five years. I ranged from spending between 60 and a uh, hundred thousand dollars a year
0: Dang, um,
1: yeah. on, on expenses. You know, the, the, the years where I spent more, I had a coach. Um, I was in the grand slam, so I had to travel more, but um, you know, 60, $70,000 is not easy to come by. So the UTR pro series is great because it's around Robin. Um, everyone makes money. I think everyone is is uh, clearing five or six hundred dollars a week, you know, which will pay for some expenses. And in uh, the winter is, is going to win around uh, forty five hundred, mm-hmm. which is a, a good week. And uh, you can gain some momentum. So that's definitely a good place to start. You know, if you're if you're starting to be pro or if you are a top junior, um, you know, for the men I think you got to be close to a twelve point five UTR. And the women, I think it's a nine point five or ten UTR to enter into these tournaments.
0: Nice. And are you seeing some of these players successfully transition then onto the tour? And have you, is there anyone that stands out that you were like, oh, I remember watching him a couple of years ago or her, and now they're doing great.
1: Yeah, well, the the, uh, UTR Pro Pro Series is still pretty young. Um, So I think right now a lot of players are just balancing which pro tournaments they can get into. It's a little bit hard because from these events, you don't uh, get a world ranking. You don't get ATP or WTA points. Mm-hmm. So, you know, right now there are not a lot of ITF tournaments and ITF runs the Futures, which is the lower level. So yeah, I've seen some people and I've talked to them and they say, look, I'm just playing the UTR Pro Series, um, you know, because I, I only have one or two points on tour. Um, I can't get into any tournaments because those tournaments are, are so strong right now because, you know, players that are, are 2, 3, 400 in the world are playing Futures. Where you know maybe a couple of years ago those those players were playing challengers they would be playing you know a sixty thousand challenger but now they're all dropping down in the futures because there's not a lot of challengers so it, there there's definitely some ebbs and flows yeah. um, yes. you know over the next you know year year and a half we're going to see hopefully a full schedule of ITF futures so um, yeah it's, I think it c- remains to be seen but uh, but I think I still think some people will play these events year round and, and make a good living um, you know the, the UTR I, I do think so.
0: Yeah, for sure. And do you have people coming out to watch? I'm sure the tennis, the quality is probably right there. Amazing, fun experience. Yeah,
1: ab- absolutely. You know, we're, our facilities open. It's, we're in a beautiful location in Summerlin. Uh, it's free to watch. Um, we've got a couple of great local players this week. Uh, one of the, the most notable is Evan Song. Um, mm-hmm. He won a world team tennis championship. Uh, he's been around 300 in the world and, uh, and just a great guy. Um, so a lot of people coming to watch him. And, uh, you know, we got a couple of wild cards in there. So, uh, so yeah, definitely seeing some, some people come out and watch.
0: Awesome. And then as far as coaching, how did you know this was the right path for you in your coaching career? Did you want to coach college? Did you want to coach professionally? How'd you end up where you're at now?
1: Yeah, well, um, you know, I, I still am leaving the door open for some college coaching possibly, um, in the short term, No. Uh, because I really enjoy what I'm doing. Um, we are doing some really, really cool things here at the club. Um, we've got a couple big events uh, coming this fall. So keep your eyes peeled. Um, one, one signature event in December, that's going to be fantastic. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I got into coaching pretty quick, you know, and I, I really enjoyed it. I had a great mentor, Sada Ashraf, a uh, great team here at Darling. And uh, yeah, I've, all, I've always enjoyed, you know, being in tennis and being passionate about it. Uh, it wasn't one of those decisions where I said, well, I play tennis, I'm going to coach. It was a, it was a decision where this, I said, this is what I want to do. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do it well and I'm going to, I'm going to try to learn. So yeah, it was, it was a pretty simple decision, but, um, you know, not, not one I took lightly because, you know, I, I, you know, I take it seriously.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Um, let's talk about your connection with head also. Did you use head growing up? Were you a prestige never. player? Okay. Ne- I was like, never, I don't remember. never. Okay. So I, I,
1: was, I was with another company my whole <laughs> life. But uh, but yeah, so I, I used another company my, you know, from a young age, from four or five years old until uh, you know, until my through my coaching career. Um, I was approached by um by headpen, um Kevin Kempen, actually, the, the CEO of Headpen North America. Um, I had known Kevin through his sons who played here at Darling Intermountain and went on to play college tennis. Um, they would come down and I'd do some lessons with them. So I knew Kevin and they were getting, looking to get more aggressive in the U.S. market. Um, so I met with him and then I met with, uh, with Thomas Bischoff, uh, head of our pro player department in Austria. Mm-hmm. Um, I went, met with them, I think three years ago at Indian Wells um, and just had an incredible meeting. You know, I, I kind of gave some of my thoughts on the state of the game in the U S and and how I could help and use my connections and, and connect with juniors. You know, so I, I'm the scout for, for the U.S. for junior players. Um, I also support, you know, some of our college efforts as far as sales and our top players that use head uh, in college. And then I also support uh, and sponsor some young pros uh, before they reach a level where they can uh, they can have a contract with Austria. So, yeah, I think the first year I did 45 days for them, just, you know, travel, consulting, Mm -hmm. Um, that's up to about 70 this year, which is awesome. Um, it's a, it's a great team to work with. You know, we're based out of Phoenix here in the U S um, incredible products, um, you know, great rackets, great balls, great string, great grips. Um, so it's been really fun. You know, I, have got a pretty flexible schedule, um, and kind of everywhere I go, I try to find, um, not only a tournament, but clubs that are developing good juniors. And, you know, we're also looking to sign good coaches. Because that's uh, that's obviously a, a way to get kids using the rackets at a younger age, but uh, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. You know, I I, I never had a, a role like this before. Um, it's something to to keep a little bit of balance, and it's been great connecting with my old teammates and and coaches. Um, I was just in Austin, Texas. I got to see Amir Delic, who won the NCAA singles title. I saw Bruce Burke, um, who's had a great run at Texas. Um, so it's it's been neat. It's been uh, it's really fun, and and um, we got some some cool stuff on the horizon with Head.
0: Nice. Yeah. I actually had an opportunity to chat with Thomas myself and he is very interesting and he has so many stories and he's got like, absolutely. Yeah. uh, He's got a great eye for talent also.
1: Absolutely. And he's, you know, he's, um, you know, a joy to be around, you know, very, very passionate about tennis. Um, the U S open a couple of years, we had some, some nice meals together and, and, uh, had some great stories. So it's, it's been fun working with the Austrian team and, and kind of, uh, picking their brain on the, on the global scale. For tennis, but uh, but just yeah, it's been exciting seeing the success of head pros. I think that really is is pushing the brand here in the US and for younger players um to see obviously Novak continue his success, but then you Berrettini, Rublev, Coco Goff, Barty, Um, really, there are so many players uh that are pushing the envelope and, and playing great with with head.
0: For sure. And can we talk a little bit about head strings? Because I feel like yes. I've worked with their team also. Um people don't often, when they're thinking strings, head doesn't usually come to mind first, but they're making some amazing strings as well. So what, what strings do you like from head? What are you trying to get your players to use? Um, I know I love H- head links tour personally, but what about y'all?
1: Yeah, I love it. I mean, I, um, you know, playing at Illinois, my, my favorite color ended up being orange, you know, we were orange <laughs> and blue as you, as you see on my, my shirt here, but uh, yeah. Lynx tour orange is that's, man, that's in my rackets right now. I'm playing with the, you know, the radical pro or MP, um, stringing about 48, 50 pounds. Uh, Hawk touch is really good as well. Um, you know, a lot, it's a very popular string with, with some of our, our younger players, um, through college, but yeah, Lynx tour is, is just, is so good. I mean, Dennis and the team did an amazing mm-hmm. job, lots of play testing, you know, it's a co-poly. So it, it's a little softer. It appeals to a wide range of players. You know, it, uh, it has good bite on the ball, but you know, I've played with some strings in the past where it had, it was rough or it had edges and you couldn't drive the ball. Um, you know, and I didn't like it on the volleys. And this is a string where, um, you know, it's dependable. You can, you can access the spin when you need it, but you can also drive the ball. And, you know, in today's game, you know, how physical it is, you need a string like links Tour uh, to do both, you know, be able to hit the ball heavy, get it up on your opponent out of the strike zone but then you need to drive, you need to be able to drive the ball. Um, you need to be able to feel the ball. So yeah, hot touch, uh, links to definitely definitely of my favorites. Um, those are, those are my go-tos.
0: Nice. Um, what are you seeing the juniors gravitate towards in terms of head rackets? Is there one that stands out? Are there a couple, if you have like a, let's say a 16 year old up and coming junior, what three head rackets should they be demoing?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I mean, our, our most popular frame in the U S and I think worldwide is the speed. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just incredible. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great balance, you know, having uh, the 16, 19 string pattern, the MP, um, it has a lot of access to power. Uh, but it's not one of those rackets that you're going to hit with and you hit a few shots the same and they go to different spots, right? It, it, um, it's a player's frame. Um, as they start to get older, I would have them try the speed pro. Mm-hmm. Um, it is heavier, but it is eighteen twenty. Um, you know, so, so it's a little bit different. Um, if players don't want that 1820, you know, you got to try the radical. Um, the radical is, is just a fantastic versatile racket. Looks amazing too. Um, and then the gravity, you know, gravity is one where, where I've got some, you know, top players, um, that have switched to, and it's, you know, much thinner beam. It's a denser string pattern, but you know, that, that gives you a lot of access to control and precision. Um, and you can swing right? You you can, you know, have a huge swing and, and still pocket the ball and, and, you know, play to certain targets. So, uh, those three for sure, you know, are, are, are great f- frames, you know, within each silo, we've got a couple of different models that could appeal to a 15 or 16 year old, but, uh, but, you know, definitely start there.
0: Nice. And is there something that you find that sets head apart from other brands on the market? Is there, you know, anything unique that like you're, you would always go to head because,
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think, I I mean, like we talked about, I mean, I think the versatility of some of their, their higher end frames, uh, their performance frames, I think they are very versatile. I mean, I've got um, you know, 12 year olds playing with a speed MP and I've got 16 year olds, Um, you know, and that's, that's, that's a great sign. Um, Amazing quality control. Um, I I think, you know, out of the string and the balls, you know, pen balls and the rackets, um, the quality control is great. Um, And I absolutely loved when you guys were out there in Austria and you did the the brandography.
0: Oh yeah, And that's
1: something that uh, that people should watch. Where can they go watch that on your guys' YouTube?
0: Definitely, we can add it to the show notes as well. It's beautiful. Perfect. Have you been th- to Austria to? Hide? I have
1: not. I was oh, I was supposed okay. to go last year, but okay. uh, but did not obviously. And uh, but yeah, the brandography is amazing, and it, it shows. Um, you know, passion is one thing, but but passion and precision um, is another, and so I think the quality is is uh, is is definitely there. Um, it's something you know, I didn't know before because I didn't work with the brand, um, as a player, but, uh, but yeah, I think the versatility of our frames and our string and, and then, uh, the, you know, the quality is, is just, uh, is, is incredible.
0: Yeah. And for anyone listening that is like a gear geek like us, um, it's really cool when we get a chance to interact with these employees that work at Head because you can dive so deep into chats about, you know, uh, we have a little short with Ralph explaining the whole history of the radicals and like stuff yep. like that. It's just these guys, their passion comes out the second you start talking tennis and they're Absolutely. all, I mean yeah you look
1: at the you look at the history of the radical and the prestige and it's mm-hmm. it's um, you know it's just incredible to you know to to uh, to look back on and and um, you know see how they're they're continuing to pushing the envelope so that For is sure. that is very yeah.
0: neat uh what about shoes are you wearing head shoes also
1: head to toe head <laughs> nice. and, and, and no pun intended head to toe <laughs> uh, yeah so I am uh, yeah currently wearing the Sprint pros. Um, you know, the, I wear the SF super, super fabrics. If I'm going to play, you know, if I really got to got to zoom around there, I don't, I don't know if I do is called zooming around the court anymore because it's mostly doubles. <laughs> uh, but yeah, awesome shoes. I mean, I, I think, you know, along with the string, I think they've made some pretty big jumps, um, in the shoe game. I, wouldn't you say?
0: Oh, 100%. And that's another area that I know we're trying to educate the consumers a little bit better because their shoes are really well made. They offer something for everyone. The fit is good. Like one of our internal play testers has called the Sprint Pro the vapor killer because he likes it so much better than the Nike Vapor. Um, so yeah, there, and then the revolt pro is like more cushioned. Like you're spending all day teaching, throw that on.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. A lot, a lot of my friends that play pickleball are are wearing the revolt, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, no, sprint pro is amazing. I mean, it's, uh, you know, fit is great. You know, the, the stability, um, you know, for me, a lot of times when I wore other shoes and I went through a few companies, uh, on tour is, you know, when you get a lighter shoe is you don't, it lacks stability. And so, you know, as a high level player, you know, if you're up, you know, 4-0, 4-5 or even, you know, 5-0 or, um, you know, you want that stability. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're going for a wide ball, like, you know, you guys do such amazing play tests. um, You know, you're going for a wide ball or you're going for a drop shot. You need to know that the stability is there, right? You need to have the confidence in your shoe or else your movement's going to be, you know, 90 percent. And that's going to really affect your game. So, yeah, the sprint pro has been incredible for me. Um, and it's versatile. Like I, I'll i teach in it, you know, and then at the end of the day, if I've, I've got a hitting lesson. I just lace them up and I say, let's go. So it, uh, yeah, it's a high, high performing shoe uh, for sure.
0: And I think they're one of the few, if not the only brand to offer a shoe that super fabric is basically indestructible from what I've been told. Yeah. And their rubber outsole is very uh, strong compound as well. So it's if you're looking for that speed and stability and durability, it's really one of the only games in town.
1: Yeah, it's it's a high end shoe and it it looks great. I mean, this year they um uh, they did a nice. It's a gray and a black with uh, with you know kind of a neon yellow. Um, it's awesome. Like I I'll you know if I put those on, I usually bust out my Extreme Tour, and uh, <laughs> nice. you know it's a, it's a nice combo with that with that little yellow pop. But, uh, but yeah, the super fabric, fabric is, is high end and it's, it's awesome.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Head's doing great things. I think you and I both have some exciting things to look forward to from the brand as the year continues to progress also. Yeah. Ho-
1: hopefully Novak Wink-wink. can take Wimby. Oh, oh,
0: we'll it's, it's see.
1: got to be exciting. He's, uh, he's playing great. And I know he's, he's, uh, in my arc now, but, but yeah, crazy to see a couple of the pullouts. Um, you know, so that's, that's going to be exciting to watch, you know, hopefully, hopefully Barty can get back, uh, back healthy. Um, you never know with Coco on grass, you know, she's, she's maturing quickly, but, uh, but yeah, so it's going to be exciting to watch that at Wimby and, and, um, I'll be out at the U S open after Kalamazoo. Nice, that should be, should be exciting.
0: So essentially you're kind of like recruiting like a college coach anyways, now that you're on this U S scouting team for head.
1: Yeah. Lo- lots of recruiting, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's good because people are nice to me because I get away <laughs> free stuff. Uh, but, uh, but no, we, you know, we're, we're looking more into, you know, which, which academies and programs and coaches, um, can help out, you know, the U S is a, is a big place. I can't be everywhere. Um, you know, so it's exciting, but you know, the quality of the products speak for themselves. Um, you know, when I talked about people uh, about head, they, they already know a lot about, you know, the company. Mm-hmm. So it makes my job a little bit easier, But uh, but yeah, there's a fair amount of scouting going on, recruiting.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, what are you looking for specifically when you're looking to sign um, someone to head?
1: Well, it uh, it varies based on age. You know, I just uh, not too long ago I signed a couple boys um, out of San Diego, uh, Milo and Hudson, two twins. Um, they work with uh, with Ryan Redondo uh, down <laughs> another, there at Barnes.
0: Yeah, so another connection.
1: Saying, yeah, shout out to Ryan. Um, <laughs> So I saw these young guys playing and um, technically great, like really good technique. They were nine at the time, um, but they were playing against each other. And obviously you could tell that they're twins and brothers. Um, they were so competitive yet respectful. Um, it, it really kind of uh, stood out to me. Something that I'm, I, you know, I'm really about and that mm-hmm. you know, kind of flows into my job is, is I want, you know, good ambassadors for the game and, and for the company. Uh, I was very grateful to play the sport, you know, from a young age and to be able to travel. Uh, my parents didn't have a lot of money, and we had to they had to make a lot of sacrifices for me to play. And I think, in turn, um, you know that that taught me to to really make the most of every tournament, every practice. So, just you know, players that you know that that I feel have a high ceiling that, that can play the game at a high level. Uh, obviously, you got to have that if you're going to sponsor somebody. But uh, great ambassadors. Uh, we're also looking for, for, uh, boys and girls that are team players. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be doing more team events, uh, in, in the coming months and years, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, obviously players that, uh, you know, have upside that, that, that are developing weapons in their games, um, you know, and have a passion for the game. Uh, so, so a couple of those things that are definitely things we're looking for.
0: Nice. That's a that's a really cool story. I love that, and um, I think that's very similar to something that I remember Thomas saying about the brand. Obviously, you're looking for that respect for the sport and privilege to play, and all of that. So cool.
1: Absolutely. I mean, yeah, head has such a strong uh, background in the game, and and I think uh, you know it's 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 known as a brand that that has great quality but great passion. Um, you know, and and you can have great passion. You can be competitive. Um, but you can have great sportsmanship. Um, and that's, that's something the game needs, you know, the game is, is growing, uh, and that's great, but we need, uh, more great ambassadors coming through the the young ranks, uh, to continue this growth, you know, for the next, uh, 10, 20, 30, 40 years.
0: For sure. Definitely. Is there anything that you can give us a sneak peek that's going to be on your radar for the rest of the year?
1: Well, <laughs> racket strings, I can't talk about, yeah. um, but, Same. um, but I can talk about, I mean, my schedule, I mean, I would, I would lo- you know, people that listen, I would love to, to meet them. Um, if any players are playing play courts in Florida, I'll be there. Um, I'll be in Kalamazoo uh, for the men's nationals. I'm trying to pop down to San Diego um, for the girls nationals. I'll be in New York for the U S open. Um, and then, you know, really exciting about labor cup, you know, um, uh, head pen is, you know, is a, you know, official partner, mm-hmm. um, official racket and ball and bag and string, right. All of it. So uh, that's in September in Boston. So that's super exciting. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be there uh, with our team and uh, supporting our head players and, and doing some fun stuff. So, yeah, so some cool events coming. Everyone keep your eyes peeled. Uh, follow me and Darling Tennis on Instagram. Uh, we've got a really, really amazing event coming in December uh, for junior players. Uh, so it's going to be big time. We're going to link in with, uh, with another large event happening then uh, in Las Vegas. Um, but I think that's it. <laughs> okay,
0: well, and we'll be sure to link your contacts or everything, ways people can follow you and keep up with you in the show notes as well. Um, are you still competing at all? Tournaments are here and there,
1: what, golf or tennis? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a couple of tournaments. We actually just had a, a Vegas Team Cup. Um, I post on my Instagram, and, and a funny quick story. We were four teams, we flew in a couple of pros, good, good pros, you know, 100, 200 in the world, and we played a team format. I only played doubles obviously but we were in the finals and we had a great battle it was super tiebreaker and I wanted to serve into the body you know I I served body a lot in doubles did that a lot with Rajiv Ram and uh and so my partner said no he said he said you're hitting the serve well just ace him down the tee I said oh come on yeah. and uh so with that radical pro strung up the links tour I I dropped the heater down the middle and we clinched it 13-11 um, we had a great, great crowd and it was, it was neat. You know, because a lot of my students could come out and, and, uh, and see that I can still play a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but not, not, not much. I mean, I was sore for a couple weeks after that, but, but that was still fun to play.
0: Yeah. Do you have anything on your bucket list right now? I feel like you've accomplished a lot. You've done a lot of cool things. You've been a lot of places. What's on the bucket list?
1: Oh, uh, good question. Um, I'm really looking forward to labor cup, to be honest. Um, that is something that I've never experienced in person. Um, I love team events, you know, playing at Illinois, winning, you know, uh, an outdoor and indoor championships, um, you know, sharing that experience with with those guys and, you know, seeing how well our coaches have done. Craig Tiley, you know, now running Tennis Australia. Um, You know, I love team events. You know, World Team Tennis was a blast. So to be in that environment, you know, and to be the official um, partner with Head, um, I'm really excited about that. That, I don't know. Bucket list. Probably, I got some <laughs> golf courses on my bucket list, nice. but, but it's not a tennis bucket list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that's the thing is like, at a certain point, you're like, I've been there, done that.
1: <laughs>
0: no, I, I'd love to lot. get back
1: down to Australia for sure. Um, that was a special, special tournament. Uh, you know, Craig's done an amazing job there and, and, uh, you know, I have some good memories there. Uh, but no, I mean, just, you know, taking it month by month, you know, growing the brand, um, growing our club here. And it's a, it's a nice synergy for sure.
0: Awesome. Well. It's good to hear that you're, you're doing so well and working on building the future of our sport because we need some great leaders. And I, it's, it's so awesome to see that tennis has actually taken off during a, a tough period of time in the U S so. Uh,
1: amazing. Yeah. I, I talk about it you know, almost every day with the pros here and um, yeah, it's just so exciting. You know, now we have to, you know, continue that growth and uh, you guys do an amazing job. So, so thank you to to you and tennis warehouse for, for growing the game and, and being, um, you know, being inventive in what you're doing. This podcast is incredible. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's keep pushing. It's going to be exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Are you going to be at BNP Paribas? absolutely okay you
1: know that we we got yeah we'll we'll be in there
0: okay we should do some sort of fun little activation of some sort i know there's some other ideas floating around already but maybe get you out on the demo court and people can experience your energy brian's got a ton of energy i just always remember just
1: just just volleys i'll do the demo (laughs) court of its volleys
0: that's fine we'll take it we'll just go head-to-head volleys again no no running forehands
1: please (laughs)
0: Oh gosh, we should all just have a reunion at like Libby Park in Ohio. I'm just saying. There you
1: go. Well, yeah, BMP is going to be amazing. I think we're going to, um, you know, I mean, so much of the industry, I think it's going to. So excited about that. You know, there was so many unknowns. So um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be amazing. You know, I, I know we fly in our stringers from around the world. Um, you know, for that we've got some awesome uh, backstage access there. So uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll be excited to be there, and it'll be great to, to see you and the Tennis Warehouse team.
0: And last question. I used to ask this and then the pandemic hit and I stopped. So maybe today's going to be the day I bring it back. Any bold predictions for what's going to happen in the next year on tour, off tour, anything tennis related. Give me a bold prediction.
1: Yannick Sinner wins a grand slam.
0: Oh, I like that.
1: Is that, is that bold?
0: That's I think that's, I would say that's bold.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, man, our Italian players are just uh, storming. I mean, um, incredible Musetti, Barrett, Ber- holy moly center. Um, so yeah, I know, I know they're all playing great. Um, you know, Berrettini's right there. I mean, Barrettini a dark horse for Wimby, but, uh, but yeah, watch out for Yannick center. Great kid. Um, I hear he's super humble and, uh, amazing player. So watch yeah. out for him.
0: And apparently, he used to be like a professional skier, and he's only what twenty.
1: <laughs> oh wow! I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's. I was going to ask you, but I didn't know how well you knew some of the younger players. But any head up and comers to keep an eye on, because there's been a few. A sinner, obviously. Um, what's the other guy's name? I think he's Australian.
1: We've got we've got a couple down there. I don't know specifically, but I mean the Italians right now are leading the way. I mean, okay. You know, Musetti, um, you know, he's got a different game than center, you know, very, um, you know, moves really well. Amazing one handed backhand uh, needs to develop the serve a little bit. But uh, but yeah, both those guys are on it. You know, I think it's nice to see nice for them to see Berrettini have so much success. Um, but uh, but yeah, the Italians are there. I mean, you know, Coco is man. I go to these t- junior tournaments and these kids, boys and girls are talking about Coco. Um, so that's been incredible to watch her. And she's only 17. So, uh, so yeah, and we've, we've got some great juniors too. So, so watch out.
0: Awesome. Okay. Any last words or motivation or tips or give us, give us that, a gem. <laughs> oh
1: man. Um, I would say, yeah, tip play doubles. You know, that's, that's one where, you know, I, you know, at a young age, you know, I played doubles. We focus on doubles. We played a lot of doubles in Ojai. Um, you know, that helped my singles. Uh, you know, I, uh, my junior year in, at NCAs I won the doubles with Rajiv. And, um, I wasn't playing number one singles, Amir was, um, and I really feel like that year my singles got a lot better, you know, due to my certain return, you know, focused in doubles. Mm-hmm. And then my senior year, I, I played much better in singles, um, you know, and then was able to play in some grand slams and singles. And I don't think that would have happened without playing doubles. You know, you look at, uh, you know, or a French, our French open winner, you know, uh, Krakova, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but, um, you know, she had so much success in doubles and, and transfer that over. And then also I think, you know, when you do well in doubles, you know, it builds that confidence, you know, it's, it's not the singles court, but you're still on a tennis court being successful. So, you know, coaches need to do that more and parents need to support it more. A lot of times I see here in the U S and I travel all over the country and I see the parents down playing the doubles. And that is a huge mistake. So parents and coaches need to do a better job of supporting youth players playing more doubles.
0: I love that. And something else that I think is important for this upcoming generation is you have a friend that you know is there when you're playing singles and maybe you just had a really bad day and like, you've got someone you could probably go find at the tournament and be like, dude, that sucked. Let's go. Let's go hang out.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and and they know you well, right? Those, your doubles partner knows you well, they know what you need to hear. It could be a, a kick in the butt. If mm-hmm. you're feeling sorry for yourself and you didn't work hard enough or you had a bad attitude, It could be to somebody that you need to chill with and go have an ice cream or go hang out and, you know, go swimming. But that person knows you. Right. If you if you've got a coach or a mentor, that's one thing. But, um, you know, in this day and age, you know, we everyone needs a close friend and that usually is your doubles partner. So that's a that's a great point.
0: Yeah. I love that. Great. Good, good tip to add. And we need to spread that more doubles in your life. Yep, Absolutely. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining and we're going to have to keep checking back in as the year goes on. And I can't wait, hopefully see you sometime soon in person and all of
1: that. Thanks so much, Michelle. Great to be on. Awesome work you're doing. Thank you.
0: You as well. Thanks so much for joining Brian and until next time guys, happy hitting.